0: Hello beautiful people, Scott Sports Network, my name is Scott, thank you very much for joining me today on Scott Scoop episode number 49, biggest episode for you today, we're going to recap everything that happened in this massive, massive first weekend of March Madness and I'm just so pumped that it's here, and it's li- real, it's living up to expectations. It's living up to every expectation, and um, perhaps even more. A lot of the big blue bloods have already gone down, and you've seen a lot of upsets and a lot of the Cinderella stories, and everything that it is promised, it has really come true. I don't think there's any other place that we can start other than with Oral Roberts. They beat Ohio State, and then they beat Florida yesterday as well. Um, Max Acemas and that squad is just clicking and running, and it's not a fluke that they're doing the things that they're doing. Um, Just an unbelievable run from them so far, and to beat a team like Ohio State, Ohio State was, they have a lot of quality, quality victories on the year, but they were also 22-9. and Um, to beat a team like Florida, they're a very, very talented team. I think Trey Mann's going to be a first-rounder in this uh, upcoming NBA draft. They have uh, big, big recruits on their team all over the place, and um, they're just so well-built and well-coached, and I love this Oral Roberts team, and I can't wait to see them just move on and move forward, and that's what the March Madness uh, NCAA tournament is really all about for me. Syracuse has also made a very good run so far. They beat at San Diego State, crushing my bracket as I had San Diego State going to the Elite Eight. They beat West Virginia, the three seed. Um, big, big wins for this Syracuse team, and Buddy Bayham is just playing on another level right now. Um, they have Kadari Richmond, who's been performing well. They have another guard, Gilliard, who's been performing very, very well. They're just out-shooting teams and out-hustling teams and out-competing teams, and as an 11 seed to make the uh, Sweet 16 to make the second weekend, that's very impressive for them. Props to them. Um, Baylor looks like a true, true contender. They are—they have booked their ticket into the Sweet 16 as well. Um, they have probably looked like one of the two best teams in the tournament so far and props to them for just blowing out their opponents and doing very well. They beat Wisconsin by 13 yesterday. Um, great win for them. And they have these three guards that just attack, attack, attack. And they're so well built and they're, they just work so well off of each other. They have plenty of spacing and scoring and facilitating a lot of high intensity defense. This Baylor team is legit. Speaking of legit, Loyola, Chicago, my oh my, beat the ACC champions uh, in Georgia Tech in their 8-9 game and then beat Illinois yesterday to move on to the Sweet 16, knocking out the number one seed, uh, or a number one seed in the tournament. Um, let's talk about Illinois. I have never seen a softer 7-foot, seven foot, 285-pound seven foot, um, man than Kofi Coburn, um, Ayo Desumnoo, are you, you call yourself an All-American, what are you doing out there, Trent Frazier, um, I mean, Andre Miller, sorry, is it, Andre Adam Miller, uh, Andre Carbello, Adam Miller, just, guys, I would say get your stuff together, but you don't have a chance to, you're done, it's over, that's how this tournament works, I'm very disappointed in Illinois, I had them in my, um, them in my final, honestly, and I don't know if you can hear the disappointment in my voice, but yeah, um, not a great run for them, and Loyola Chicago, led by Cam Krutwig, what a team. I, I could easily see them making the steps necessary to get to the Final Four, which is unbelievable it's incredible and they're going to be playing Oregon State in their next game Oregon State another team who's looked incredible they would not have gotten a bid if they hadn't won the Pac-12 tournament but boy does it look like they belong here they beat Tennessee who's an incredibly talented team Rick Barnes I I'm wondering whether he needs to be canned because this Tennessee team has consistently underperformed in the final um in March Madness recently and they consistently underperformed their talent level um, and then they Oregon State also took down Oklahoma State Last night, and I'm starting to see um, these takes about Cade Cunningham come out that are just—they're just preposterous. They're absurd. They're talking about his turnovers, and they're comparing him to Kyle Anderson, and saying that he's not the same level of prospect as a Luka or whoever it may be. People and the league and the general uninformed fan consistently devalue and undervalue big creators and big initiators and Cade Cunningham he's not a perfect prospect but he's damn close he is getting triple teamed on every possession there is no shooting on that Oklahoma State team it is just incredible the lengths that he had to go to to even keep that team in that game um He's an unbelievable player, the clear number one prospect for me on his own tier. And if you don't believe, if you don't agree with me, I simply don't think you're watching the tape. I don't think that's a very like refutable stat, and I don't think that um, there's really any other answer. I'm a huge Cade fan, and I think that any team that gets him um, and gets the number one pick would be absolutely foolish to take anyone over him. Arkansas has scared me and others pretty consistently in this tournament so far they're down big to colgate in their first round matchup and then they just decided to full court press in them and colgate did not uh know how to dribble so they won the game from there and then texas tech gave them a big scare yesterday um but arkansas was able to um pull it out good for them and they look like a very talented team i think they have talent at a lot of different positions and i could definitely see them going far and in in a, in a region that no longer has its number one seed in Illinois. I could definitely see Arkansas going far. Oregon beat Iowa today and I am so so stoked about it. The Big Ten has been just a abysmal this year. They have a chance to rebound with Maryland versus Bama today. It's a 2-10 matchup, and I think I have Bama taking that one. Um, and they also have LSU-Michigan, but those are the last of the nine teams that were in the tournament. Seven of them have lost so far before reaching the Sweet 16, which is just abysmal. It's tragic, and, um, I don't even think that that Michigan-LSU game is a lock for Michigan, the one seed, considering the talent that LSU has in Cam Thomas and Trendon Watford and Darius Days and other guys on their team. um, I think that LSU absolutely has a puncher's chance, and I I even took them in my bracket, so I don't know if you can hear a little bit of the bias coming out, but I think that LSU has a great chance, and Big Ten has just been absolutely abysmal compared to uh, a conference like the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is 7-0 now, um, and the Big Ten is... all all their teams but two are out, and I'm expecting that at least one of Maryland or Michigan is going to lose today. Um, Just a terrible, terrible showing. To get shown up by a conference like the Pac-12, who has no standout teams, has two ranked teams coming into the tournament, Um, go Pac-12, and Big Ten is just... they don't quite have the juice or the goods or whatever it is that has them that had them progressing further in past years. I think Gonzaga is going to have a bit of a cakewalk to the final. And I don't think that they have um, really an excuse um, to not get to the final four. Um, They are playing Oklahoma right now and they should beat them. Although I could look very foolish if Oklahoma beats them right now. Uh, And then they play the winner of Creighton, Ohio, Creighton versus Ohio in the next round, Creighton and Ohio both are talented teams, but they they shouldn't be beating an undefeated Gonzaga, and then after that they play the winner of Oregon um, versus either Kansas or USC, that Kansas-USC game is a great game that I hope to watch later today as well, um, but if they can't beat them, I mean, they should be able to beat Creighton or Ohio or Oklahoma, very easily I think the team that might give them a little bit of trouble is Oregon just because they're so fast they've made so many threes and they play small ball just like Gonzaga kind of matching a strength with a strength they should be able to beat Kansas they beat Kansas earlier on the year and they should be able to beat USC because USC is spearheaded by one man and that one man would if there's anyone who's going to do it it might be Evan Mobley to make a Herculean effort and beat Gonzaga but Gonzaga really has no excuses and they should be making the final four this year I want to talk about a couple of different stories around other sports before um, I leave you all today. Apparently, the Kings offered Marvin Bagley to the Detroit Pistons for Sadiq Bey, and the Pistons declined. I think that's a bit foolish on the Pistons' part, um, because Sadiq Bey, I think he has a very strict ceiling. I don't see much uh, off-ball creation. I don't see much on-ball creation. I don't see much defensive upside, considering he has a bit of a slow um, mobility. His hips are a bit um, lethargic And honestly, I think that the upside of Marvin Bagley is something that you need to take a swing on if you are the Pistons, because like a guy like Sadiq Bey is going to be valuable on a contending team, and you are not there yet. And if you are a rebuilding team, you need to take upside swings like that. I think that the Kings probably should have asked for a little bit more. Um, Even though Marvin Bagley is made of glass, he is still way more talented than a guy like Sadiq Bey, and I think that he has... More value in the modern NBA as well. Just, I mean, I'm low on Bagley. I'm just as low as on Bagley as anyone, but um, I don't think that Sadiq Bey is a good return at all. On to NFL news. Galladay signed with the Giants, and it looks like a Dory Jackson might sign there as well. Galladay's deal was for four years, $72 million um, total, $18 million a year. I think this is an excellent signing for them. It really completes their rec- receiving core. They now have Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard to go along with a guy like Evan Ingram, who has limitless potential and no talent right now no not no talent but he is just so many drop issues and should not have been a pro, pro bowler last year but amazing signing by the Giants and it looks like um they're flying out Logan and Ryan to New York to try and tr- uh, recruit the